0: Undercover Carson, secret agent. Operation Death Ray, an assignment in Rio.
1: third scientist, Professor Jacob Bruin, we'd managed to get a small notebook crammed with scientific jottings. It was on its way to London for expert examination, and both Sir Giles and myself hoped it would help us through another phase in our search for the fiendish weapon of war, and put us ahead of the mysterious charco. Meanwhile, there were other things to occupy me in Rio. The exotic French-Italian dancer Faye Carilli, clearly one of our rivals, had vanished. Giles pointed out that there was no room for gallantry in espionage work, but I was indebted to Fay. Angela was on the job. But someone else was missing. When I called in at the headquarters of the South American Travel Agency, conducted by my former school chum, Roger Deauville, I learned about a mutual acquaintance. Hetty Fitzhenry, the vivacious American bird painter, had apparently vanished also. Bruce, it's got me dashed concerned. Mm. How long she been gone? Three days since she's been sighted. Matter of fact, I had a feeling she might have charted a plan and set out on your trail. She's got a thing about you, old boy—a proper bring 'em back alive notion. Oh, but Roger, if uh, if Hetty had charted a plan, well, how the blazes would it escape your notice? Oh, fellow, how the blazes would I know? Well, time I charted a plan, you find out. Said such like never escaped your notice, being in travel business and all that. Oh, I see what you mean now. Ah. Hmm. Obviously, your contacts have fallen down on the job. Contacts? Well, wasn't it contacts that told you last time, old chap? Well, let's say inside information. You know how it is when you're in a particular business. The word soon gets around. hmm It does get around. Ah, oh, me. But, uh, you, you mentioned that there was something pretty nasty behind Hetty's disappearance. Really disturbing, Bruce. Yeah? How so? She's been getting some odd phone calls mentioned the matter to me briefly, then passed the whole thing off. You know how light-hearted she can be. Oh, probably came from the birds. Birds? The ones she paints. Of course. <laughs> <laughs> You're way ahead of me. I wish I was. What's that? Yeah, i let it pass. Hang it all, Carson. Must you always take refuge behind those pipes of yours? Oh, not always, old chap. I'll take it out and let you hear more plainly. That's a bit better. We're concerned about Hetty. You can say that again. You see, she's my responsibility. How so? She was sent here to me by the American travel agency that arranged her trips to Europe and elsewhere. Oh, I get it. And I was doing quite nicely, thank you, until Carson comes along. Oh, but old chap, you, you insisted that I should meet her. Hmm, I should have known better. What are we going to do about it? Well, I'd say call the police, old chap. Well, I... Uh... I think it's rather too premature for that. Oh, but three days. Yes, yes, but we all know that Fitzhenry's blood's pretty wild. Mm, howsoever, if you're as concerned as you say... Oh, I am, I am. I'm having inquiries made through various channels open to anyone in the travel business. It's possible that she slipped off to some outlandish spot to paint birds. Oh. Yet yeah, you think she'd arrange that through you. Oh, that's a point, Bruce. Though it's possible she didn't want me to know... Heaven knows why, but you know what these women are. All right, then. But it uh, wouldn't do to leave it too long. Well, depend on it, old chap. I'm right on the job. Anyway, you've got your hands full at the moment with uh, females, I mean. Oh, you think so? I'm referring in particular to the latest, Miss Sally Bruin. Well, big brother, you know. (laughs) You want to grow out of that, old boy? Watch her. She's a gem. Yes, I will, Roger. Matter of fact, it seems they all need watching. (laughs) We knew that Hetty needed watching for all her frank and friendly ways. There was a link somewhere with Deauville. But there were many links within the shadowy mesh of the whole business. Deauville's attitude puzzled me. One moment he was gravely concerned about the disappearance of Hetty, and the next, idly joking about this and that. My dislike of him was fast increasing. But I left his offices and found myself wandering down Rue des Uvidores and entering an antique shop. I had some unfinished business with Helena Jensen.
2: Well, Mr. Carson, I'm free at last. Oh,
1: Helena, last time it was Bruce.
2: Oh, yes. So it was.
1: And last time it was quite a beautiful spot.
2: You think so?
1: That jetty down by the bay. All the water lapping and the sunlight dancing. Have you forgotten so soon?
2: I haven't forgotten you uh, had a safe trip, I trust. Well,
1: got back safe enough. Howsoever, before you dashed off so unexpectedly, I seem to recall. Oh, a...
2: Bruce, I knew there was something I wanted to see you about. There was? Of course. Something brought you here at the very right moment. I wonder what it was.
1: Hmm, telepathy, perhaps.
2: No, no. This.
1: By Joves, that is some pipe.
2: Belonged to a Portuguese nobleman. It's sixty years old.
1: Oh, I'm not so much interested in the age, but the. Carved motives.
2: Most interesting. Bullfighting. Mm.
1: Yes, sir. Very smooth.
2: Smooth? With those horns sticking out?
1: Yeah, the design as a whole, I mean. Really worth adding to a fellow's collection. Where'd you pick it up?
2: An auction I attended a few days ago. I thought of you.
1: Oh, jolly good of you. Well, the point is now, how much?
2: It's not cheap, Bruce. A hundred cruzeros.
1: Oh, that's not beyond the old pocket.
2: Then I'm relieved.
1: Though the company only pays me a pittance... If uh, you'd rather not. We uh, don't for one moment think I've got to depend on the meat-importing firm, do we?
2: I'm afraid I don't follow.
1: Helena, before you whipped up this pipe and dangled it under my nose, I was talking about a certain sunny afternoon... Bruce,
2: perhaps we'd better decide one thing at a time. The pipe.
1: Decided. 100 cruiseries. I'll write the check. Um matter of fact i'd write check for ten times that amount for you to open your mind to me
2: you needn't hurry about the payment
1: for the pipe or for something else
2: Bruce. please you make it impossible for me
1: helena when you ran away that afternoon you warned me about someone and seconds later that someone appeared on the scene we both know that it was a certain englishman living in this town a former school term of mine
2: i implore you bruce
1: why this pretense
2: anything that happened that afternoon everything in fact was a mistake
1: Then I'm not to watch out for this fellow?
2: Please. My dear, this is
1: rather bewildering.
2: It's impossible for me to say anything more. Please take the pipe and go.
1: You shoving me out?
2: I'm showing you to the door.
1: With uh, the check.
2: Post it, I'll trust you.
1: You trust me, but not other people.
2: You're upsetting me, Bruce. Upsetting me terribly.
1: Oh, steady, my dear. I'm going. I, um... Don't try to press you for mere fun, Helena.
2: I know, I know.
1: But I shall depart. Show off my new toy and, uh... Think of you
2: constantly. I, I'll keep an eye open if anything more of interest should come along.
1: Indeed, pipes, ancient weapons, in fact, anything. Yes. But uh, am I to be ushered out?
2: You must go, but.
1: But what? I must kiss your sweet brow or some such.
2: No, no. Then what? Don't worry about her. Her. The one who paints birds. Helena, what we... I can't tell you anything more. That's all. Now go. Please go. I've said far, far too much.
1: It was curious, no matter which way a fellow looked at it. If there was a link between Doville and Helena, it seemed to be developing into a leak, a useful leak. But she was certainly a woman of fluctuating moods. Why this sudden and terrible fear to tell me things? Another of the puzzling aspects of the whole affair. Anyway, I called back to the Davenport apartment to put Sir Giles in the picture. The old boy
0: wasn't exactly impressed by the latest trophy. Gad, Carson, how could anyone smoke that monstrosity? (laughs) Absolutely bristling with the horns of a bull. Someone did smoke, sir. Portuguese Nobleman. There's certainly no accounting for tastes. Makes a very good addition to the collection, sir. Well, Carson, I won't make any remark about your taste, but... Do get the thing out of my sight. It looks like a lethal weapon. All right, sir. Back in the pocket. (laughs) Like so. Ah, that's much better. Mm.
1: As I was saying, I I took young Sally Bruin over to see Commander Grant. He's having a talk to her, then uh, dropping her back to the hotel.
0: Were you quite satisfied about her, that she wasn't up to any hanky-panky business with Doville?
1: Well, sir, she explained how she'd met him. Yes, yes. yes. He called at your hotel. And Doville had wanted to tell me about uh, Hetty being missing. Hmm furthermore, he has a dashed, persuasive way with him where women are concerned. can't imagine young Sally being quite able to
0: handle him. So, out they went for a stroll and coffee and such at the Lilac Cafe. That's all very good, my boy, except for one thing. And that's that, Sir If we are to believe Miss Jensen, then Miss Fitzhenry is in no bother to speak of. Well, could be a plot hatched between them. It could well be. Though for what purpose, I can't imagine. Perhaps to start me searching and so into another spot of trouble. Mm, that's on the cards, too. However, as far as Miss Bruins concerned, let her go ahead and work with Julius Grot. We'll sound him out in due course and get his candid opinion of her. He's a pretty astute fellow. Mm, quite a fellow. Indeed. He's been exploring here, there, and everywhere in South America, but after taking it quietly for a year or two now, no doubt he can see things from a distance. It should make quite a book when he gets through it. Hello. Ah. That will be Angelo back. Oh, it's yes, good. I'm back, Excellency. <laughs> so we see. Yes, and, and trust with something on Faccarelli. <laughs> Indeed, Senor Carson. During our last absence from Rio de Janeiro, I appointed one of my relatives to keep a watch upon her. But I also appointed others. Others? <laughs> one to watch the Americano. Not Hetty. <laughs> hetty Fitzhenry. Eh? Yes, what a stout fellow you are, Angelo. that ah, is steady, sir. Now, what's the report, old chap? That's the point. Both my relatives have reported on the whereabouts of De quarries. You mean, you know whereabouts of both Fakerelli and Hetty? Indeed. Then... Where? Carson, what hmm. is it? Why are you clutching your chest, man? Uh, just something's happened. Is it your heart, old fellow? Uh, uh, speak up. Uh, so, something stabbed me. Uh, I think it's this. That ugly uh, pipe? Uh, Sir, so, man alive, something's sprung out from one of the horns. It's protruding a good inch and, uh, and a half. That's right. Some sort of lethal weapon after all. Uh, uh, Permit me to to look at it, senor. (laughs) Right. Um, Oh, you're in grave peril.
1: I've got the same feeling, old chap.
0: The warmth of your body has caused this sharp point to spring out. And it's chipped with the deadliest of poisons. We have not much time.
1: So, there it was. Pipes had been good friends to me in the past, but at the time it looked as if my pipe-smoking days were at an end. I felt quite numb. Was it the poison or the discovery that Helena was treacherously involved in Operation Death Ray?